Hello, I'm Morgan Freeman, and welcome to Wewa. Enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome to Wewa, where Ben and I are dedicated to helping you add or strike things from your perspective watch list by asking one very important question. And so my friend and comrade, Benjamin Allen Excrucio III, I asked, what are you watching? What are you watching, man? Glad we got that what over you, with. What, what's been uh, What's been filling your old boob tube lately? <laughs> what? What's What's been uh, What's been coming through? If on you those put it If you put it yours? that way, I might. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not uh, You're not living back in the antenna days anymore. You finally got HBO. I did. Good for you. Uh, more precisely, the HBO password that you gave me works now. I had been the, trying before. It was the same password. No, it wasn't. It was the same It was password. not the same password. It was password. the same password every time you finally just typed it in right. That's definitely not true. Um, I'll go back and find the receipts to prove this, but okay. that is not here nor there. The important what thing is- What are you watching? Tell me. I'm finally in the land of the living. But what I want to talk about today is Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. I did watch that, yes. And Mary Poppins. Which one? The original. Oh, wow. 1964. First time? No. Okay. I was going to say. This is a revisiting. I'll tell you what. I found this movie. Have you heard of this Jiminy. Disney thing? <laughs> they make Dis- a lot of stuff. Disney? <laughs> you, no, I haven't. But have you heard of She-Hulk? I have. It's on the... Sh- it's on the She-Hulk streaming it's on, service? It's on She-Hulk Plus. She-Hulk yes. has its own streaming service now. now. Have you watched She-Hulk? I have not. Oh, I have. Both episodes. Are, are you done talking about what you are? You, yes. You've said everything. Yes. Okay. So is it my turn? Are you going to ask me? Do you care? Well, you're already talking about She-Hulk. I figure you're just rolling. Well, I I need you to ask, man. It doesn't what are you feel watching? Like it's, it's not what what genuine. what are you watching this week? So uh, a lot on my plate. Um, literally, we had two episodes of Master Chef last week. Oh, boom! Um, but uh, so. HBO and Amazon Prime are already off to a hot rivalry on their fantasy shows. We got the first episode of House of the Dragon this last weekend. And then nearly immediately after, Amazon Prime dropped a new official trailer for Rings of Power, Mm -hmm. which uh, I got a a lot of enjoyment out of. I have watched the first two episodes of She-Hulk. And what else have I watched? I started a show on Netflix called Midnight Mass. Have you heard of this? Uh, I believe I've heard the name. I couldn't tell you the first darn thing about it. You though. will recognize the main actor. I will oh. tell you that much. We might we'll get to that later though. Um, and I watched a couple episodes of a TV show. You talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. Can you guess which one? It was a Snowflake Mountain. I downloaded the first couple episodes of Snowflake Mountain. Yeah, you told Mountain. me you were doing this. I forgot to follow and, up. And <laughs> I watched them on an airplane in it. It, uh, Do you watch the first couple episodes? Is that what we're going to say? I think I watched two and a half, maybe. I haven't finished okay. yet. So there was a stopping point. Yes. <laughs> well, the, the plane landed. <laughs> I and haven't thought to revisit. go back. I have not thought to go back. Um, but uh, I did check it out. But I know, cannot wait to hear your thoughts. I can't either. But first of all. You can't wait to hear your own thoughts. I'm sorry. I'm done interrupting you. Uh, well, no. I was just going to say, do we have any delightful banter or updates in our lives that we want to give the people before we uh before we get to an episode i don't know this hbo crisis being over i mean there's almost no tension left you can almost separate your life now into 
BH for before HBO and now AH for after HBO. Right. And welcome the, to the New Testament of your life. It's true. <laughs> the only thing I've used it for so far is the rehearsal to okay. watch oh, the, yeah. last, we, the last five episodes. But we're, we're going to have our own oh, we'll deal do on that. We'll get yeah. into that later. We'll do a whole thing. I still don't know if I can even wrap my head around what I've just seen. We need to digest that. I, yeah, I, I watched the last five episodes of it in like over like two days pretty much. Okay. And that was a lot. If, um, that if, was a lot. If you enjoy not only this show, but if you enjoy HBO products as well, go ahead and shoot us a text or, an e- or a DM on Twitter telling Ben what he should watch first at, uh, at WaywaPod. I'm getting no Twitter. shortage of suggestions. So I could, I mean, the bear is not on HBO, so I don't care. I can watch the bear already. Yeah. You, and you haven't, but and I haven't. Bastard. Have you seen the bear? I, hear it's really I, good. I don't even have energy to do this bit with you right now. <laughs> You're usually the one who starts it, so I've lost I've lost interest. I'm giving up on you. But well, let's move on. Um, you're yeah. up. You have quite a bit on your plate. What What do you want to talk about first? Oh, we're just getting started. Okay. Let's talk about She-Hulk. Okay. It's fresh on my mind. I watched an episode today. We record these on Thursday, so I think it came out last night, maybe. I think they're coming out on Wednesdays. Uh, we have not seen Daredevil yet. No Charlie Cox through two episodes. Um, we've seen a lot of green CGI. I didn't think we'd see any of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, have, What do you know about She-Hulk? Absolutely nothing. This is so, like it showed up, and I had no idea what. So, well, so She-Hulk, an established character in the comics, is Jennifer Walters, who is the cousin of Bruce Banner, who gets Hulkified by getting in a car crash with him, and some of his blood slips into her blood, and she gets gamified, and uh, she's now a Hulk. But she's in complete control of her anger from the get-go. Because as a woman working in a professional setting, she has to control her anger a hundred times more than a male counterpart would because it's a male-dominated industry. And so uh, that's kind of the gist of it so far. And so there's a, there's a training montage on, in Mexico, Bruce teaching her how to be a good Hulk, and she's pretty much just like better than him from the get-go. Like, I, in all honesty, I think, like, that's what they wanted to get across. Mm-hmm. And it got across. And so that's pretty much all we've seen in She-Hulk so far. Yeah, this is, like, not even on my radar. Yeah. I'm... I I really enjoy Tatiana Maslany. Like, they're breaking the fourth wall a lot. I think she, as an actor, has a lot of uh, ability to do that. And she's very charming. She's quirky. I'm, I'm, I'm in all honesty, I enjoyed the first two episodes. No, I don't doubt it. Like, I, I don't think they were, I mean, it's not the best Marvel show that's come out so far, but I, I understand why they're making it because they're tying a lot of, they're, they're not tying up loose ends, but they're at least in Hulk's storyline. They mm-hmm. are like, I wouldn't be surprised if this show is the last we see of Mark Ruffalo playing Bruce Banner. Yeah. It has been that weird disjointed thing with Hulk where his, the only movie he's ever had, it wasn't Mark Ruffalo in it. And they do make a reference they reference that. that they do there's like so basically jennifer walters the the lawyer gets put in a position where she's now a celebrity like superhero lawyer 
And so she's actually um, representing Emil Blonsky. Is that his name? The guy who plays Abomination in the Hulk movie. Um, and uh, she calls Bruce to be like, is it cool if I... Is it cool if I do this? And he was, and he says something like, "That was so long ago. I'm like a completely different person now." <laughs> and she she Love breaks it. the fourth wall and goes, "Ha, <laughs> get it? Like you know." Um, so they uh, they they do play reference that and they have fun with it. And so it's interesting to get fourth wall breaks though. Yeah, that's definitely different for the MCU. Because <clears throat> I, I don't I don't know She Hulk's like comic life. I don't because like I know Deadpool's thing in the comics is that he breaks the fourth mm-hmm. wall and, so and they that's do that shown in, in the, the movies, movies. But yeah. I don't think she does that in the comics i i don't i don't know if she does or not i'm just i don't know anything about the comics so yeah that's uh yeah i don't know if you're a a huge marvel fan i think you'll enjoy it um i i don't think it it, it's at least not yet a necessary watch like it's Mm -hmm. not appointment viewing i i honestly got around to it because i was catching up on tv and like it was just another one on the show to box the checklist like i'm not binging anything right now yeah I keep pushing off the Cobra Kai one for some reason. I'm not sure why. Well, because you'll hit that in like an afternoon. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I just, it was just something I turned on and I mean, it's been, it's been fine. The yeah. CGI is not very good. So it's, it's that level of Marvel show. It's like, they have to do it a lot though. Cause she's mm-hmm. green and like most, yeah. like not most, but probably 50, 50. She's green. Whereas Hulk shows up as Hulk in the movies for like half an hour. Yeah. Movie. But like the CGI on Bruce Banner is fine. I don't know why it's not hmm. good for her because it's good for him. But maybe that's just because they've done it for him so much more. I, I, I don't know. Sexist things in, in, in the air. I, I couldn't tell you. That's really all I have to say about She-Hulk. We got to move on before this gets bad. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? Um, you want to talk about Monte Teo? Yeah, let's talk about Monte Teo. Um, this, the documentary on Netflix, Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist, uh, this was one of several uh, different stories that they tell with this series in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have Malice at the Palace uh, and one. Uh, it, a few others. I, I think I'm, I might get into those eventually, but um, I don't know how they can match the Monte Teo one because this was absolutely oh. mind-blowing. This this was what, – what did it end up being? Like two total hours? It was two episodes? Yeah, it was like two different one-hour episodes. Yeah. And yeah, man, this – I. I watched it all the way through in one sitting. Yeah, I same. I could not yeah. stop. Watching. I wasn't planning to. But. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how you felt, but like this was this is fresh in my memory. Like from like we were in like we were like freshmen in high school when this happened. Yeah, uh, ten ten years ago, basically. Yeah, uh, a little less. Like we we were eighth grade freshmen. I would think fresh like soft freshman sophomore freshman I'd sophomore say. something yeah. like that, and. When I realized how long ago it was, mm-hmm. I was like blown away because it was how, how much the world has changed too. Because mm-hmm. something like this happens now, like it'd be like, oh, like complete idiot. Like the first thing you do would be to fact check this and make sure this actually plays out. Where back then he was saying he doesn't even have the concept of catfishing in his mind. He had never heard the term before and never thought that that would be a possibility. And, but that partially also comes from him just being a trusting, upstanding person uh-huh. and um, kind of getting it pulled over in that way on him. But at the same time, it wasn't something that the whole world was suspecting could happen either because everyone in the world believed it too. Mm-hmm. And like they made him a villain. At, I don't know. I, yeah. I, but the thing is like, I don't, I remember the the story breaking and I remember the jokes and I remember all that stuff, but I don't remember like 
the aftermath of mm-hmm. like explaining what happened or this um uh Renaya Renaya, was, was yep. that her name uh like that like character like I don't remember that ever being a thing like that was really discussed like that mm-hmm. like heavily and and whatnot but all I remember after the headlines is just it became a joke yeah you know? exactly and like I knew I, I started to cheer for Monte Teo a little bit when he was like with the Chargers you know I was like I I mean like I hope he makes it like he was like cool at Notre Dame and whatnot and um but like I was just like it was just kind of it was on it was it was an unfortunate joke and you know really after watching the show it was like man like this dude was a major victim yeah. Exactly. That that is a hundred percent clear, and you like. There's really no getting around it. Is you can't you can't really make a joke about it because this was someone who had only the best intentions mm-hmm. in everything that he ever did, and he got completely tricked by someone who was beyond devious and who did not put, have good intentions. No, and put so much effort into creating this hoax, like. A supernatural amount of effort, almost to the point where so, so she she's a she now, mm-hmm. at, at the and time that's a big a, twist. Like that, I think was coming out just the first time with this documentary, mm-hmm. and like Monty didn't even know. They, they, at no the time one, of recording, no one know. even knew. Yeah, and like even going so far as to Monty Teo had a relationship with the actual person that was doing it under this guise that he was the girl he was pretending to be sis like brother mm-hmm. or cousin or something yes. like that. He met this person. He met him. He her this person. He met this him person. back then, yeah. Yeah, him at that time. He met this person and like I and like the they played the the Dr. Dr. Phil, Dr. Showed Phil up. shows up <laughs> like halfway through. Like how could you not be completely encapsulated by this document? This is I don't want to like just take everything away from the the, the documentary because I want people to go watch it because especially if you remember this happening you you need to watch mm-hmm. this documentary yeah. it's on Netflix it's it's two hours of a life that you will not regret <laughs> because it is it is just a brilliantly made documentary at the end of the day mm-hmm. um, and the the reporters were a great addition like the people at Deadspin is that yes. what it's called Deadspin, yeah, Deadspin. That, that broke the story mm-hmm. and a li- they did a little bit of like walking back and like saying like well we weren't doing this to get at Monsai we were doing this to make fun of ESPN for not fact well no and I 100% believe that I, I believe to a degree that they were but like there there was some Monsai in it too right like they were part of the joke they, well, the thing is, they they thought like this is so grand and complex. There's no way he's not involved. Okay, that's sure. kind of what their thinking was. Yeah. And then when it like it comes out with all this that no, this is one person deviously planning mm-hmm. the whole thing. That's what kind of blew everybody's yeah. mind. And that's like what we didn't that we didn't have that information for sure until now mm-hmm. that this all came out. But yeah, they they said yeah they're like and you think about it. You do like five minutes of Google searching, you could figure out that this girl does not exist. You don't necessarily blame Monty Teo for that. You blame like every major news outlet that didn't do their five minutes mm-hmm. of homework to figure it out. And so once they got exposed and burned on that, that's why they turned so hard on Monty and started yeah. making up these ridiculous rumors about, oh, well, he's... Um, He's making up this hoax to cover up the fact that he's gay and doesn't want anyone to know. That was such and, a stretch. Yeah, and just making up all this stuff um, just to cover the, up their own incompetence. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't think about it that way. Like they were, they turned on him because they were like right. they screwed up. They can't have the story be, oh, we didn't look into this and yeah. we reported a false story for like a year. Yeah, sheesh. 
the the wildest part of the documentary i texted you when this happened that renaya like at some point monte teo releases that her all of her voicemails mm-hmm. to like back up that like sounded like a chick like yeah, exactly. it really did and she was like really man like you had to do that it's like of course he yeah did. you've been like you've been tricky like right <laughs> you have received absolutely zero criticism in the news for this and like his whole like potential professional nfl career was on like he lost millions of dollars exactly. because of this yep and like all he did was try to defend himself and he forgive you and there like, are people who have done way wor- le- way worse legitimately bad things who don't suffer the consequences that he did th- uh, for their did, careers th- Sean Watson? Exactly. Did anyone never heard of him? It's, it's like, infuriating. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. And like, so for this to happen to like such a, I mean, obviously our main experience with him is watching him as a football player and listening to him speak in a controlled setting for a documentary mm-hmm. about him. But just like, I don't know how someone could watch that and think that he is anything but just a genuinely yeah. good person. The, the part that was really stirring and sad at the same time was, he like you can still tell you can see it in his eyes and how he tears up when he's like talking about the relationship that he had like mm-hmm. this was a real thing in his life mm-hmm. like talking about what when she started doing the guise of um like oh she's in the hospital now and then now she has cancer and then I'm going to hold the phone up and you can hear her breathing and it like speeds up when you're talking and he's uh-huh. like legitimately crying while he's talking about this because this was a real person in his life and then the mental trauma of having to like overcome that and everything that he's been through. And you just feel beyond awful mm-hmm. for him. I can't imagine like the, the amount of therapy I would need to go mm-hmm. through if something like that happened to me. And how, how strong he's been to like overcome that. And he played in the league for, Eight, for a seven, while. Seven to nine yeah. years, something like that. Yeah. And he had moments where he played well, but he was like, fine. Yeah. it's hard to imagine. Like you, you have to imagine that this affected what he could have been as a football player. Oh, it, he talks about it. He's like, the very first time I stepped on a field, I got this numb feeling like, all the way in my body and it didn't go away for three years. Yeah, like, <laughs> that, that's got to affect <laughs> exactly. how you're playing. And you, I'm, yeah, I don't know. And yeah, I, this is a, a really well-made documentary about a really heartbreaking story that, it, I, I don't know, we're starting to get to that age where there's documentaries being mm-hmm. made about things that mm-hmm. like we lived through. And yeah, so it's that's odd. It's really it's in a in a weird way, it's really fun like being like, oh, I remember this, but I don't yeah. remember that. You, you get a and, little bit more perspective uh-huh. and then you get the inside information. Yeah, so it's like I'm it's cool to be at that age, you know. Yeah. Like cuz I can't imagine being like 10 and watching that documentary mm-hmm. and being like it's like there's literally shows called Catfish. And don't you know like, what the internet is? Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's like that being like so wild to me. But it's like, yeah, I, I had no idea what catfishing was at no, the time. I'm yeah. pretty sure that show was out at this point, but it was just such a small thing on MTV yeah. that like I, I wouldn't blame anyone for that. And I'm sure he did not watch MTV growing up in a Mormon household. In Hawaii. Like, in Hawaii. Like I'm yeah. sure that was not part of his daily life. Yeah. And so I don't know. And Monty, we ride with Monty. We ride with Monty. And it's so good for him to be able to get all this off his chest. Oh, too. yeah. It, it blew up, too. Like, it's like yeah, number it's, one it's on popular. Netflix, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. But, we'll see what kind of luck there is with the other documentaries they made. I'm not quite as interested in those other topics that they're on, but we'll see. 
I yeah I uh, they've I watched the Malice of the Palace one that came out a while ago. Oh really? But I think this Untold series is supposed to be like their thirty for thirty essentially. Yeah. yeah. And they get big names to get get come in them like Kwame Brown and Ron Artest were both in the the Malice of the Palace one. I think like they've got they get everybody. So Ron Artest, what a fun guy. Or sorry, Meta World Peace or whatever his name. Panda's he, friend. He changed it again, didn't he? He was he changed it to like Panda Friend when he was playing in China. Huh. Yeah, that's odd. It's Rod One might say we're talking pandering. about. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. Okay, what do you want to talk about? You're next. <laughs> um, okay, so House of the Dragon? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the uh, long-awaited, if you will, um, prequel series to the once-beloved, once-criticized, once-not-really-sure-how-people-felt-about-it Um show Game of Thrones is out set a couple hundred years before the original or like Game of Thrones. So this is whatnot following the uh, family that would soon become the show's main character, Daenerys Targaryen. So this is following the Targaryen household, which is the house that rides dragons, which is why it's called House of the Dragon. And uh, we got the first episode and uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Game of Thrones fan. I would not call myself like a diehard or whatever. Like I really enjoyed the show for a lot of reasons. I think it's it's great fantasy, but also great for people who don't like fantasy. Like there's so much like great dialogue and like politics about it that even if you're not like a fantasy person, you can enjoy Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I think House of the Dragon is gonna be much more like traditional. Not traditional, but like it's gonna be more on the fantasy side. Like there's gonna be dragons everywhere. There's only three dragons in Game of Thrones. There's gonna be like 12 in the first season of house of the dragon um so it's going to be a little more steep than that but there's some great characters so far um matt smith a uh, really well-known english actor um plays plays prince damon targaryen and he is from the get-go like the most interesting character uh we get so far and uh honestly it just felt like it felt like classic game of thrones like it was just like westeros the world in the show is back and uh, I'm I'm so happy I get to enjoy it again because this is going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean I've never seen Game of Thrones. I can't comment too much. You have HBO now, bro. I do. That even that feels like I know it's something that once I start, that's just going to rabbit hole me for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe someday. I, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but it's not something I've ever been like dying to get into. To be completely honest, I don't think it will be like. 100% your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I think you'll someday get through it all and like it, but I, you're not going to like fall in love with it. It's also, I think it'd be different to come at it just completely detached and watch it all in a row because it was something so ingrained in culture mm-hmm. and like being up and current on it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a big part of the experience. Yeah. And so to just watch it as its own thing far away from it. I don't know. I only watched the last two seasons as they came out. And uh, I ended up actually get I it took me one too many days to get to the series finale and it got spoiled for me. Oh man, that was kind of a bummer. I was literally it's actually a pretty funny story. So I I fall asleep to podcasts like I'll I'll listen to a podcast to, and I usually do like the night timer where it has like it shuts it'll off. shuts off at thirty minutes for whatever reason I didn't do it this night and I wake up like 
in in the middle of the night, it's like 2 a.m. or whatnot. I'm listening to the Bill Simmons podcast and Ryan Ursillo like on the show is just like, and then he does this to this person. And I'm like, no, <laughs> Ryan Ursillo, uh, why? It came out yesterday, <laughs> man. Like, why are you That's already cold. spoiling That's it? That's cold. But on, I don't know, on the Bill Simmons pod, they always do like, if you don't want to hear spoilers, skip to this minute. How could you know? Because you, know? you were asleep. I was asleep though, guys. Like, well, we won't put any doing? Game of Thrones spoilers on this pod then. In case you're doing, someone's in the same situation that you were in. I, I would hope, I, I don't like spoiling things. It, no. It literally, it makes me feel so bad when I accidentally spoil stuff. Mm. Like we accidentally spoiled, what's that Chris Pratt movie, Tomorrow War? Oh, yeah. For someone today. And it was just like, I, I mean, if you actually, if you actually care, if you're that ingrained into a Amazon Prime movie starring Chris Pratt that came out about <laughs> two years ago. Oh, that was less year than ago. Two. We did it on the pod, so it's been like it's been less than it's a like year a year, half. I think. Yeah, but yeah, that's but if this is a this is a pretty easy one to recommend. If you like Game of Thrones, watch House of the Dragon. If you didn't watch Game of Thrones, you don't have to. You might enjoy it though. It's a prequel, so you don't need to know what like you know. So we know everyone always loves prequels to big tentpole franchises with lots of lore and backstory. Well, you know, Attack of the Clones is the best Star Wars movie. Is it now? Yeah. Are, do you not agree? I I don't want to get an argument about it. Why don't you just talk about your next thing <laughs> and uh, we'll move past. Funny enough, Attack of the Clones is the Star Wars movie I've seen the most in my life because that was like the only one we owned growing up. Wow. Boy, what a one to own. <laughs> I know it has its fans, one of whom has been on this podcast. It's just an odd one to have. I just find it odd that that would be like your favorite one. It's not my favorite. I know, I know, I, I know okay. it's not yours. I, I know it's not yours. <laughs> okay, okay. I, you know, Rogue One's my favorite Star Wars movie. Oh boy! Wow, the Death Glare that was fast. Oh boy, that's fine. You can, <laughs> you can, you can have whatever movie you want be your favorite movie. Andor's coming out soon, dude. I'm so and, psyched. And then that's going to become the best Star Wars thing ever, passing Rogue One. Probably will, dude. It probably will. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to stun about it. It's probably going to be amazing. <laughs> it, it will be. I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it's going to be the greatest thing that's ever happened. Why don't you and just... no one can ever deny it. Freaking and shut up do, and talk about Mary you're Poppins, an idiot. you dweeb. <laughs> that's right. I'm about to talk about Mary Poppins, so I can't really... Uh, I can't throw shade at anyone. Funny story. Um... About a year ago, a little over a year ago, you remember uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy? How could I forget? I, I remember it. Was I, Mary Poppins in it or something? No. I, I went to the theater and watched it. Okay. And I and then you wanted were... to never watch anything ever again because it was so bad. And so I went home and I'm like, I need to cleanse you my You own palate. it on DVD. That's not my fault. You dork. That's you own it on fault. DVD. <laughs> that was part of a large package deal at a White <laughs> Elephant Gift Exchange in which there are many other good things in the package. Just warm bush light. <laughs> it was like 11 warm. It was 11 warm Coors. Coors banquets. And what, like a set of like... Uh, a set of knives. Yes. A set of like kitchen knives. A set of $3 clearance knives from Walmart. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, monetarily, it compared pretty well to a lot of this stuff. Sure. Okay. Um, Where were we? A I year ago? I went home that night. And I'm like, man, I need to watch something that I know is a surefire bet. So I fired up Disney Plus and I watched Mary Poppins for the first time in about ten to fifteen years. 
Okay. And I was like, this is so great. And it's so much greater than Space Jam 2. I'm not going to argue forgot, that. No, and I'm like, I forgot how much I love this movie, how much of a classic it was. And so about a year after that, I fired it up again, wanted to recapture the same magic, and it was just as good. I tell you what, Mary Poppins hasn't gotten worse since 1964. It doesn't 1964. age a day. <laughs> age a day. <laughs> I will say, like, the special effects and everything, um, it's really unique. They have, like, the matte paintings as the uh-huh. backgrounds for everything. and um, It's a little, a little wonky when they jump into the... Uh, the chalk, chalk drawing chalk world drawing. it's just straight up animation that they're mm-hmm. mixing with it's okay though it holds up relatively well. it has yeah. been remastered but um, it, it holds up relatively but like well. still remember all of the songs and everything chim chimney chim chim tree just, just Ju- Julie Andrews is absolutely classic uh, she made this and Sound of Music it was like back to back years which is crazy Apex Mountain like that, the peak of her powers <laughs> that who has movies who has two roles as iconic as those two movies, like in back to back years, like who who's done? Yeah, that? and Mary Poppins was her film first film debut ever. Really? Yes, she she had been like stage and in musicals uh-huh. and like pretty established. Yeah, she was a um, famous actress at the time. Yeah, but and then Dick Van Dyke is Ugh. amazing as well. Um, but so like every single inch of this movie is just classic. Have you watched the sequel? I have. I only seen it once. I don't remember much of it. I saw it in theaters. I remember enjoying it, but I need yeah, to I same. should probably rewatch it. I remember being like really thrown off by like Emily Blunt's playing Mary Poppins, kind of like aloof. Like Mary Poppins is kind of aloof, you know? Like she's like she's not telling people everything. She's not doing this and that. And then I I rewatched the original and I was like Oh, she was right. Like, that's kind of how Mary Poppins is. <laughs> no, you know? yeah. And that's the thing is Mary Poppins is like hardly the main character of this. Mm-hmm. She's in it. She is like so mysterious and is just like the driving force behind letting the other characters mm-hmm. develop and accomplish their own things. And you just don't really know anything about her. And she's kind of just pent up and in cool and in control and mm-hmm. kind of has that smirk of like, I know what's going on, but you don't really understand. That's for me to know about and you me. to find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Well, a yeah. classic. Yeah. So I, I will, I will, uh, I do plan on watching the sequel. I forget what it's called. It, I think um, it's just Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. I, I remember Poppins. like nothing about it. That was one like, I think I went like with the family on Christmas yeah. Day and saw that. You were 20, 20, we, we went together. It was just the two of us. Just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I tried to block it out of my mind. Yeah, exactly. It was like 2018, I want to say. 2019, maybe. Uh, dude, you're, you're too far back for me to know that <laughs> the last two years have messed with my, yeah, no, ta- time, time means time nothing so anymore. <laughs> well, uh, what do you have next? Oh man. What do I have next? Uh, I guess we could talk about snowflake mountain a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We, we we're, we're obliged. Do I have to actually, just, I, I just want to know briefly what you thought. I, you, you made it through two and a half. I, yeah. And it was, I didn't stop watching because, um, I hated it. I stopped watching because I only downloaded three episodes. My, I landed and then I worked at a convention center for three, four days. Mm-hmm. So I just like hadn't gotten back to it. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, I, the concept is there. It's the, it has the framework of a successful reality television show, um, I, I bought in to like actually liking or like being interested in a few of the, the, like the characters or the, the people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like some people, like people are playing the villain. Some people are trying to like be better. And, um, so yeah, you know, I was interested enough. I, I, I can't, I, I don't know if when I'll get back to it, but I'm sure I'll finish it at some point. Yeah. 
It's uh, almost better if you just get it over with and don't have to uh, think yeah, about it again. You're but right. you know, you 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 do you. I I'm, I'll probably hop back on at some point. I love how the one girl just like quits <laughs> right away. <laughs> right She's right like, away. I'm not gonna do this. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> and like they're literally just like, you could leave at any point. That's the thing. Yeah. But then like other people lose money. Yeah, you don't. I didn't really understand how the money thing worked until the very end. So any every anytime someone drops out, the five thousand dollars is yeah. taken from the pot. But only one person wins the money at the yeah. end. So like, if everyone leaves and there's only five thousand dollars left in the pot, that person gets five thousand dollars. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's uh <laughs> And then it's just they just don't stop the show until there's only one person left. So they only have to give out 5K. <laughs> Everyone gets super mad whenever someone else leaves. So I like that. But you can't really act out on it because they're gone. Right. You can't do anything to it's them. It's amazing. I did get to the point in the show where it's revealed that they stole food. And there's a lot of drama surrounding that. Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know, dude. Like, you that think they're going to starve you out here? That guy's a lot. Oh, gosh. He's, he's a name. piece of work. But he's like the 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 unanimous villain at this point. Yes. Um, nice. You got anything else? I'm done? I'm I'm spent. I watched the first episode of a show called Midnight Mass. It came out last year. I do recognize someone from this show. You do, don't Matt you? Saracen. <laughs> Matt Saracen. Matt Saracen, backup quarterback. Uh, he's QB one for the Golden Panthers, mind you. You know how I'm a bit of a uh, bit of a sad boy. You know, I I like sad stuff. He just looks so sad in the trailer. I was like, I got to check this out. And uh, I've only watched one episode, and it was super dark and mysterious. Uh, they do some cool stuff cinematically. They made a – the people who made this show made Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor, two shows which I, I enjoyed, one significantly more than the other, but I did enjoy both. And so I figured I'd give it a shot. I mean, Matt Saracen's there. What's his real name? Zach Guilford, that's right, Zach Guilford. Um, yeah, so I, I figured I'd give it a shot, and the first episode was good. I'm going to keep watching for sure. Um, I don't really know what it's about yet. <laughs> uh, Zach Guilford plays a troubled young adult who is was accidentally killed someone in an accident in which he was driving under the influence, which is super dark and heavy and he spent four years in prison and then gets let out on parole and he moves away from the city back to his hometown which is on a very small fishing island in which there's it sounds like there's less than 100 people that live here and it seems like mysterious things are about to start happening you would think they would i don't really know should i read it because i don't know what happens an island, an, an isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. Zach Guilford is not the priest, to be clear. He's not the Velocipastor? He's, he's much closer to being a Velocipastor than he is a Catholic priest in this, in this show. <laughs> um, he is a uh, downright atheist, actually. But... I think you would. I think you would probably enjoy this show from what I've seen of it so far. It's mysterious. Matt Saracen's in it. I will say, uh, the two requirements. He, he gave a performance. It's later in Friday Night Lights. Um, after he's out of high school, it's the episode where, I mean, spoilers here, but his dad dies, mm-hmm. and he's like going through the stages of grief. With the, that, the, it's an he, amazing performance. When by he digs him. the grave. Yeah, that's like one of the like 
That's oof. That scene is seared into my mind. I know. He, yeah. he was very good in that show. Yeah, he like, was. Like he that character was by far my favorite part of the show. Like there, he went through so many interesting like character development like things, mm-hmm. and then like the whole thing like doing art in college and whatnot and stuff yeah. like that. Just being a total a hole for a while because of how he was struggling. Like I, he's a good. He's not. I don't know. He. He's a good actor, I think. I just think that was a perfect role that he was really... He fit that role yeah. really well. Yeah. And, uh, man, it kind of made me want to rewatch. Uh, it was funny because I, I was just scrolling through Netflix looking for something and to watch this afternoon. Now. Friday Night Lights is there, so I watched the trailer, and I was like, man, I missed that show. Yeah. And then I scrolled a few more over, and it was like Midnight Mass, and I was like, oh, watch something else right. with him. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to that. I've seen it all the way through like twice. and I'm definitely skipping season two if I ever rewatch. <laughs> yeah. You're not you're not into that uh, murder cover up. Honestly, if I ever do rewatch it, I might just rewatch the first season and then the first Michael B. Jordan season. It, I think it gets the best those last two seasons. The I Michael B. The Jordan best. seasons are awesome. Yeah, like because it's it's Coach uh, what's his name Coach Taylor Coach Taylor Coach Taylor uh, like back up against the wall you yeah. know and like just it, it's a it's a reset things. it's it's like a hard reset for yeah. the show. Yeah, a lot, a lot of new characters and putting them in a new environment, and it was because it had kind of gotten stale at yeah. that point. And it's like we're really doing the same thing every season with the same people, and it it was really intriguing. I One of it. the best endings to a television show of all time, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But we won't spoil. Practically that. perfect in every way. Practically, <laughs> nice plug. Um, all right, so I think we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to do a live reaction to the new Rings of Power trailer, and then we're going to wrap up the episode. Rings of Power trailer. Here we go. Start it now. If you want to watch with us. Oh, it's Helm's Deep. Yelling. They're singing. Orcs. Dead elf. Galadriel's a fighter. I wish they'd had Kate Blanchett player. That would be problematic. Why? Age? The show has a billion dollar budget. Just make her look young. Grand they made Moff- him look like a dwarf. They made Grand Moff Tarkin exist. That didn't have a didn't billion dollar anymore. budget. I know, that's what I'm saying, is you can do anything. Oh, little children, dressed in white. She looks scary. Boar type things. More monsters. Okay, I was going to say, if that's Legolas, I'm leaving. Woman dwarf. Spring up from holes in the ground! Was that Minas Tirith? Couldn't tell you. Hobbits! Apple. That's a cool shot. A lot of water. A lot more water than was ever in Lord of the Rings. Well, that's because the people of Middle-earth were not responsible with the resources that their planet had. And so they ran out of water and ice. 
They have a cave troll. Seen that shot before. Do you think that guy's uh, Saruman? Or Sauron. Sauron. Maybe. Ooh, meteors. Ice. <laughs> that looks good. That does look good. I'll tell you what. That's the first. Is that the first time you've actually said it looks good? I haven't really even looked into it at all yet. I'm hyped, dude. It's yeah. a couple. It's only. It said September second. September second, right? yeah. So I it's think just like about here. Three episodes are coming out. So yeah, is start? this going to be like a? It's a weekly release, but okay. they're dropping three episodes to start. I think is how it's working. Okay, it that's might a good way to episodes. get people into it. I like it that way. I yeah. wish House of Dragon had dropped like two. There's only going to be ten episodes though, so I'm kind of mm-hmm. I'm okay with spreading it out more. Um, but I think it actually looks super. I, I'm buying into the hype. Um, I have been. I think I've pretty been been pretty vocal on this pod about being excited for this. So. Um, I hope they don't let us down. And it's, I mean, this Gladriel character, obviously the Kate Blanchett in the Lord of the Rings movies, uh, looks like she's going to be a pretty cool character in this. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree. This makes show. me, I got to rewatch Lord of the Rings. It's been a while since I've done those all the way through. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a trailer. We enjoyed, do you? I love our reaction up? videos. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> sure the people love listening to it too. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I'll you, give it a look. You want to, anything else you want to talk about or you want to close this out? Let's send the people home, shall we? So send them so, packing. So, so you can eat your crunchy popcorn again. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in to the Weiwa podcast. If you liked what you heard, go hit the like button and subscribe wherever you get your pods. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Weiwa Podcast. Send in your suggestions, questions, requests for life advice and such, and we will feature it on the show, believe it or not. If you ask us for life advice, we will dedicate a whole episode to you. Okay, bye. (laughs) You're not even by the mic. I'm yelling.